Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thanks for joining us today, and today we're joined by Leslie Combs. Leslie, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, And Leslie's... uh, joining us to share her testimony with us today. Leslie, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Okay. I grew up in Folks Run and was raised pretty much in Broadway, graduated from Broadway High School. I have an older brother and an older sister who was raised by my parents, not biologically my sister, but she lived with us until she went to college and we shared a room. And I was raised in a Christian home, yeah, so you was raised in a Christian home. You were the baby of the family? Yes, I was the, the youngest. Yeah, me too. Um, so you grew up going to church. If you were a Christian family, I'm guessing that you went to church. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. We went every Sunday, and yeah. I loved it. It was the highlight of my week. Yeah, so when you... Think back to those years. Is there a specific person that just pops out in your mind that was a part of the church, maybe a Sunday school teacher or someone that impacted you throughout your growing up years? Can you remember someone that just had an impact on you? Not really one specific person. There were so many people in and out of my church life growing up. I guess one constant would have been my pastor of the church I grew up in. Um, He was more like an uncle. I was over at their house all the time. They had three girls a little bit younger than me. And I just basically was raised with them in a lot of ways. I was over at their house all the time. Him and his wife had a huge impact Mm. on me as a child. Yeah. It's really cool to be able to look back and see someone that God placed strategically in our lives um, just to be the love of Jesus to us. Absolutely. Um, So you and I were having a conversation the other day, and you told me a story about um, being impacted um, by someone maybe you didn't go to church with, and maybe it was by ministry, but do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I guess I'll start with, even though I was raised in a Christian home and knew that I was loved and I loved Jesus from a young age. I was abused as a child pretty much my entire childhood. And so life for me wasn't great. It wasn't always the happiest, Mm. but I have been in love with music all my life. Um, My dad used to tell stories about how I would sing before I could talk. Mm. I couldn't say the lyrics, but I was singing. And so, like, music became a lifeline Mm. for me. And a big part of that lifeline was the Christian radio station that was based in Broadway. And my dad always fed into my love of music. And he would take me by the radio station and would talk to the DJs during the songs they became, in some ways, friends. Mm. They knew my name. Every time I would call, they knew me. 
and I would enter every contest that I could enter. I would call, I would answer questions, trivia, whatever it was. I wanted to be a part of it because the music that they played was like my major connection mm. to hope. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. And to realize that's why the station's there. You know, that's why we do what we do to offer hope to other people. And so it's just really cool to be able to hear the impact of one person by something that's in the community. You don't really know, and we know that people are impacted by it, but just to hear that one story of how, as a little girl, that was a lifeline for you. You was even able to call up the names of the people that work there as we talked. So that was just a really um, cool story that I know will bless those um, working there today. So you listened to a lot of music, were ministered to by that. We've heard you went to Broadway. Um, tell us a little bit about how God has worked in your life up through the years. I know you've traveled a lot. You've had some experience um, around the world. So... What would you like to share about that? Well, like I said, I have loved Jesus since I was a little girl. And my heart's passion is always to please him and to be obedient. And I believe because of that heart's desire of mine, I have gotten to see some mm. really cool things, meet some amazing people. Um, I have spent some time... I've traveled to England multiple times. I've traveled to Mexico multiple times. I spent six weeks in Colombia just walking around and ministering in my own way to the people that I encountered. I have not lived anywhere more than about four years since I turned 18. And God has just walked me very clearly on a journey from one place to the next. Um, for a while, I lived in New Jersey. That, I could take in a half hour telling you all of the amazing things that he did there through me, in me. Mm. Um, I got to be involved in a street mission and ran their food pantry for a while. Was very involved in Celebrate Recovery, mm. the ministry there, which for me... I was trying to minister, but found God ministering to me. Mm. Um, I found him changing who I had built myself up to be. Um, because of my childhood abuse, I was not a trusting person. I did not really want people to know who I was. And God showed me that that isn't how I'm supposed to live as a believer. Mm -hmm. And it, it hinders not only my relationship with other people, but in fact, my relationship with him. And he really spent the three years that I was in New Jersey, first of all, fulfilling so many of my childhood dreams, um, because I always wanted to work in a missionary capacity. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to do that, even though my thought was always doing it overseas. You know, God, as he does, has his own plan and his own thoughts of how that that's going to play out. And in my life, that looked like doing missions work in the inner city 
of New Jersey. Mm. And if you've ever been there, it's like a foreign country. <laughs> um, but I just got to to see God really changing. And in a lot of ways, my heart was like the city of Jericho in the Old Testament. And during my time in New Jersey, I got to see him tear down those walls mm. that I had built up. And when a lot of those enemies of my soul came out that I had locked up for so long just to see him take care of them to see him destroy them in my life and destroy the hold that they had over me and it was probably for me the most impactful time of my life because I changed so much as a person but I see myself now versus who I was and I see that person who had such high, thick walls around her heart. And I see now the amount of love that I feel for other people, for myself, and for God is exponentially Mm. more than I ever could have or had the ability to feel before I, you know, before God took me on that journey of healing. Mm. Well, Leslie, uh, it sounds like you've had a lot of neat experiences and that God's kind of used each step, each place along the way. You talked a lot about being in New Jersey and how that really was a time in your life that drew you closer to God. Anything else with any of the places you've lived or served any experiences that you've had in any of those that you would like to share that's had an impact on your life? Um, I don't know that there's any, I mean, every step that God has taken me on has been a greater step to healing and to freedom in Christ. But I don't know that there's one specific that had any more impact than any of the others other than New Jersey obviously. And I love the story, because you told me this story before, about when you got to New Jersey, um, how you engaged in ministry there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it was the very beginning, may have been the first day you walked in. What happened? (laughs) So, long story short, God had connected me with this street mission. I thought it was a church, So I walked there, and it was, it was, I moved into my apartment in New Jersey on Saturday and went here on Sunday, and I walked to this church, and I walked up, and it didn't look like any church I had ever been to, and I had been given their name. I introduced myself to her, and she had also been given my name. And so she took me into one of the back rooms just to get a little information about me. And what I thought he was telling me this was a church that I could go to. But the gentleman who had introduced me to her was telling me she could connect me with the church. So she takes me into the back room to get my contact information. And she says, I'll be right back. I need to speak to my husband. So she goes out of the room and another woman walks into the room. And she's like, oh, are you finished? And I was like, yeah. 
She's like, are you ready to get started? And I was like, okay, it's church time. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And she goes, I'm going to get you started with the food. And I was like, okay, we eat before church. Cool. I'm okay with that. And then she's like, there are the gloves. So you just make sure you put gloves on. And this is Mike. And he will tell you what he needs you to do. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I put gloves on and say, hi, Mike, I'm Leslie. And he's like, hey, I'll get you to plate up this food. Next thing I know, I hear, where's Leslie? And Patty, the woman who had taken me over, she's like, oh, she finished with her paperwork, so I got her started. And the pastor goes, she's not a volunteer. She came to go to church here. And I said, it's fine. I'm good with it. And that from that moment, I never looked back. I spent the entire three years that I was in New Jersey working with that street mission. And, you know, I just find it so interesting that God did such a work in you during those years. And I wonder, had that not happened, would you have been as engaged or when you found out that it wasn't really the church that you thought it was, uh, would you have stayed there? So I just think that's really cool that um, sometimes we find ourselves in places and we don't know why we're there. And, man, you rolled with it. You just rolled with the punches and jumped right in. So I, that's a good lesson for all of us to hear. And sometimes we find ourselves in places that not quite what we expected, but being able just to engage that God can work in the midst of that type of ministry. So thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, that's just a great example of, doesn't matter if it's your first Sunday at church or how long you've been there, (laughs) you're just willing to serve and do whatever. And that is a great example for all of us. Leslie, talk about how you ended up back in the Shenandoah Valley after all your travels. You mentioned you were from Broadway. So what brought you back to the Shenandoah Valley? God did. Um, I I actually fought him for a little while, but I moved from Jersey to southeastern Virginia um, with my job. I work at a company that runs college bookstores and was there for a year and a half. And the store that I was in was just not a good fit. And my boss down there actually recommended me for a job at the JMU bookstore. And I immediately was like, nope, that's not what God has for me. Hmm. I don't want this. And I was like, okay, thank you, is what I said to my boss. And I let it go. And that was on Friday. And different conversations with friends of mine who didn't even know about the job kept talking about my next adventure and the next adventure that God was going to take me on. And I was like, God, is this your way of telling me I am moving back to Harrisonburg? (laughs) And met with one of my best friends there. And I told her about the job opportunity. And both of us knew immediately that it was where God was bringing me. And I applied for it on that Monday. And three weeks later, I moved back to Harrisonburg. And I was very apprehensive. 
um, because I love traveling and I love um, the adventure and I never really wanted to come back to Harrisonburg because I knew Harrisonburg and I knew this area. But in true God fashion, <laughs> he can teach us new things wherever we go, whatever that path looks like. Um, and it has been very obvious from the first moment that I was back in Harrisonburg that it was exactly where God had me to be. Well, Leslie, it wasn't your plan to move back to Harrisonburg, but it was God's plan. Talk about how he's been using you and what you've been up to since you've moved back to the valley. Absolutely. I was looking for a church. I didn't want to go to the church I grew up in because that was in Broadway, and I wanted to go to church where I'm living here in Harrisonburg. So I kind of bounced to a couple churches and couldn't find the right fit. And somebody that I have known for years, an old family friend, had suggested Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. And I've not ever been to a big church, so I was a little apprehensive. But I came, and I got a phone call from Pastor Margaret and talked to her for a few minutes. And then the next Sunday that I came to church, she said, come, I'd like to meet you. So I walked up, and I met her, and I'm like, hi, I'm Leslie. And she goes, hi, it's nice to meet you. Would you like to have coffee with me? And I was like, wow. In my head, I was thinking, wow, you know, this this is the most friendly pastor at a big church that I've ever met. And I was like, yeah. So we sat down and we talked for about three hours over coffee. And I just told her pieces of my story and had mentioned Celebrate Recovery Mm -hmm. and... Celebrate Recovery is a huge passion of mine because I've seen what it's done in my life and I've seen what it's done in others. And so I had just kind of touched on Celebrate Recovery, kind of finished my story, and she's like, okay, so let's go back to Celebrate Recovery. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah. And so we talked about Celebrate Recovery and... She was like, yeah, we have a meeting on Monday nights. And it was so funny to me that God had me even mention that Mm. because it's not necessarily something that I talk a lot about. And so when it came up and she brought it back up, she told me that the church has a Celebrate Recovery meeting on Monday nights. And she was like, you should come. And I was like, absolutely. I was so excited to be back meeting with Celebrate Recovery again. And I came the first night and just fell in love with all the people there. Um, Everyone was just so friendly. And, you know, that's very typical of what I've seen of Celebrate Recovery meetings. But everyone was just so friendly. And I guess it was about a month or so later... I had come to one of the leaders' meetings, and I just kind of jumped in. In Leslie fashion, right? Yes, I I don't do anything halfway for sure. But ended up, Pastor Margaret had asked if I would be willing to be one of the, like, the assistant training coach, um, helping train 
other leaders and celebrate recovery. And I was like, yes, I'll do anything because I love celebrate recovery and I want to see it succeed. And the person who was supposed to be the head coach ended up backing out and I was the training coach. And for me, teaching other leaders about what God does through Celebrate Recovery has been so fulfilling because now they have the tools to help other people and to see God do the same thing in other people that he's done for them, that he's done for me. And I get really passionate about it. They kind of laugh at me when I'm training, when I'm teaching, because it is to me such a big, amazing tool that God has given us in the church to help people. And I feel like everyone should be in Celebrate Recovery because it's not just about, you know, addiction recovery. It is about how do we live this life with hurts, with habits, with hangups, all of those things that we all have. How do we live life as believers? How do we allow God to heal us from those hurts? How do we allow him to free us from those hangups and from those habits and make us more like him? Yeah, that's so true. I have, I can testify <laughs> to um, what you're saying because it certainly has been a lifeline for me in my own life, I, you know, we started Celebrate Recovery. I, you know, I thought, well, we need a recovery program around here. Um, we want to help people. And I didn't realize how much help I needed. <laughs> and it's been a really healing journey for me as well. And I think all of our leaders could say that because God continues. He will work on us till the day we go home to be with him. Like, there's work to be done. And um, just to realize why we do some of the things we do. I think that's been one of the things for me is, you know, one of the things that I've figured out in the not too far past is I really had, could honestly say, a work addiction. Like, you know, I poured myself in so much. And just to realize there is a, a divine order of how we should live our life with God first. Um, and anything that puts themselves in front of that relationship with the Lord, anything we're going to for comfort before we go to Him really becomes a hang-up, which can really become a habit. And it usually has found its origin in a hurt a long time ago. And so when we say hurts, hang-ups, and habits, um, that's kind of where that's coming from. And uh, Leslie, it has been such a joy to watch you continue to grow and just continue to see God doing a work in you um, and then to see you pouring into other people. And I think having been freed uh, from some of the things that you and I have been freed from, um, we want everyone to be able to experience that. And there are a lot of preconceived notions about CR and um, it's not like you said it's not just for people who have had addiction um, or are walking with someone who's had an addiction because addiction and codependency are the two bigger pieces that you hear a lot about but there are so many other 
things where we find ourselves caught up in strongholds that God wants to free us from so that we can serve him in a more whole way, maybe is a way to say that. Well, Leslie, you talked about uh, God has used you uh, to minister to others in CR, you know, because you had been ministered to in the past through CR and still are being ministered to. Just any other stories that you want to share it can be related to that or not related. It can be totally separate. Uh, just anything else that in your life that really stands out to you and has really had an impact on your life. So I think if I could, you know, kind of sum up all the things that God has done, this isn't so much a story, but if I could sum up all of the things that he has taught me up to this point and that is my the burning thing that I just wish everybody who is a believer or, well, no, anybody, everybody, um, because even if you're not a believer, I think that God wants you to know this as well. And that is where our identity lies in who we are. The world tries to put labels on everyone and whether it's the job label, whether it's, you know, the parent label, like there are just labels that the world tries to put on us, maybe that we put on ourselves. And the number one label that we should care about is the label that God puts on us. And I think that is the biggest thing that God has shown me and taught me through CR, but through all of the different steps that he's taken me on in my journey is where does my identity lie Mm -hmm. and once we can grasp our identity when I wasn't a believer my identity still was in God and what God had to say about me and as a non-believer that was that he still loved me and he still died for me and now as a believer that holds true but so much more that he has a call in my life, that he has a purpose for me, and I believe that he has a purpose for each one of us, that is where our identity lies. And we can find those things in his word. We can find what he has to say about us through scripture. And if I could magically make everyone understand and grasp their identity in Christ, then I would feel like I had done my job that God put me on earth to do. And, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, some of the things, the very things that we struggle with when we come to have a great understanding and a healing, our greatest desire is to help other people find that place. And um, I watch as um, you engage um, hurting and broken people and you engage um, the leaders of Celebrate Recovery and help them to understand their worth. Um, That's why you invest in people um, because you have learned that on such a deep level yourself. And Romans 8.28 speaks to that. 
the scriptures, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And you have seen him, and I have witnessed him taking those things that have happened, and he has turned some things that have been really tough in your life into a springboard of healing and an opportunity to share the hope that you have, to share the healing that you have had in your life with other people. And man, that is, that is what he calls us to do. Um, we can't contain that, you know, we have to share it. And so I'm grateful um, to you for just having the courage um, to do that on a daily basis, you know, with us today. But um, this isn't the only time that you share your story. Well, Leslie, thank you for joining us today and for sharing the hope and encouragement uh, that, you know, through Christ and through the identity, that's important, that you reminded us, you know, sometimes we forget that our identity, our main identity is in Christ. You know, it's not our job. It's not, you know, brother, sister, parent, whatever the other titles might be. Those are all good titles, but our most important is a child of Christ. So thank you uh, for joining us today and sharing encouragement with us. Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that as you have listened to Leslie Combs' testimony, that it has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.